Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Well, what a good day that it has been. We conclude our evening by just going back to the history written down by those who knew Jesus, the Word of God. Matthew 28. We saw last night, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee. We asked ourselves, weren't there 12? And we reminded ourselves that the Great Commission is rooted in a notorious wreckage of the people of the Lord. And into that wreckage, the Lord established his own grace. And those he sends into the nations are those he has saved by grace. Now notice the next words. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. Do you see that? This broken bunch of eleven is now being directed. They're seeking direction. What's important to notice is that this word directed in verse 16 has already been stated in verse 15. And in verse 11, Matthew has told us, Behold. It's an odd word to say in a context like this. Behold means to stop everything and give your full attention. What are we to give our full attention to, Matthew? Two kinds of direction. The first kind, the first kind of direction is a troubled direction. It's in verse 11. Some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had taken place. And when they had assembled with the elders and taking counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell people his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spread among the Jews to this day. Notice... God talkers, a church that believes the Bible, seeking counsel among church leaders. They are interacting with uh, Romans, Roman soldiers who are secular or who believe in the gods and goddesses of Rome. What does the Bible-believing religious group do? Do they invite uh, the secularist? Uh, The spiritualists from Rome, do they invite them to know the God of the Old Testament scriptures? No. Instead, they direct them to political maneuvering. With money. So that uh, the non-Jewish political uh, leaders of the majority power will be satisfied. And all of this so that the story of Jesus will not be told. Isn't that something? A group of of biblically religious people seeking political ends through the use of money for the sake of keeping their own self 
preserved and avoiding Jesus. And this is their directive. And it works. It works. This story has been spread, verse 15, among the Jews to this day. What's the story? That Jesus didn't bodily rise from the grave, but that his disciples came and took him away. Matthew wants us to know about how they were directed. Now notice the contrast, verse 16. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. How is it that these eleven disciples were directed to Galilee? Well, we were told it in verse 1 through verse 10. Mary Magdalene and the other women had seen Jesus. Jesus told them to go tell the other disciples, minus these 11, it seems. Perhaps the group that was a part of that 72 sent out on the first mission with Jesus. They're told. And then that group, in verse 10, Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. And there they will see me. I wonder if that was humbling for the 11. Why didn't Jesus tell them directly? Why was it that the 11 core leaders of the movement of Jesus had to depend upon the wisdom of the other Jesus followers in order to know what to do? At minimum, even a leader in the Jesus movement cannot go rogue. At minimum, even a leader in the Jesus movement is reminded they're dependent upon the dignity and wisdom of the Christian community. And they listen, and then they go. And what they were told proved credible and right, because certainly Jesus was waiting for them in Galilee. But here's the other side. The group, the Christians that told their original 11 to go, they didn't go. Only the 11 went. What's Jesus doing directing everyone like this? Some share but don't go. Others have to depend on what share, but they go. And this is how the Lord is establishing those who will go into all the world. It causes us to think, doesn't it, that some of us have different roles to play, that this isn't a... um, Uh, like a choose-your-own-adventure. We are following the directive of another. If you are compelled to go, you first see your own brokenness and your need of the grace of God. You ask yourself, how is it I'm a part of the leaven? How is there a leaven at all? But the second thing you now ask is, what, Lord? Where, Lord? For your direction comes not on the basis of an institutional church avoiding Jesus for the sake of political gain, but your direction comes from Jesus and his people. And then, from there, you learn your role. There will be a place Jesus directs you. Do you remember the man in the tombs? The man among the tombs shrieked. No one had knew what to do. He would cry out and cut himself with rocks. Jesus came to him, asked him his name. The man said, we are legion. 
Jesus healed the man and put him in his right mind. And do you remember what the man begged? He didn't just ask, he begged. The man begged to go on mission with Jesus. I think if someone walked through the hall here and begged to go wherever it was you're serving in other parts of the world, what would your response be? I think it would be, where can I sign a person up and how can we begin? But you remember what Jesus said to that young man. His answer was no. <laughs> no. Go home. Tell them what you have seen and tell them what I've done for you. Tell them of the mercy you have been shown. And that's what he did. I wonder if that was hard. He could have traveled with Joanna and Mary. He could have traveled with James and John and Peter. He could have gone about with Jesus. And Jesus said, no. Maybe you want to go. Maybe that's not your directive from Jesus. Maybe what a missionary does elsewhere, you're meant to do at home. You know you receive a letter from a missionary and they tell you something like this. I had this conversation and I had that conversation. It was at a coffee shop. It was on the road. I can't tell you your names. Please pray. And your heart burns within you. Two ordinary conversations and prayer. What would it be like if you had such a letter for your own neighborhood? You had this conversation and that one. Please pray. Because your directive was to go home and tell them what Jesus has done for you. What would it be like to imagine this is Jesus' directive for you? But it also could have been hard in a different way. Maybe you are called, directed by Jesus to go. But maybe it turns out you're Bartholomew. I mean, it had to be hard to be Bartholomew and the other Simon. I mean, when, when Jesus is going to go to the mount where Elijah and Moses will appear, he looks out at the group and he sees you. He sees you, Bartholomew, but then he sort of he looks behind you, Peter. And then he looks over, oh, there's Joanna. But no, he looks past you, James. And then he comes over here to Simon. No, oh, John, Peter, James, John, come with me. They get to go. You have to stay. There it is again in Gethsemane at the heart of it. Going into the inner sanctum of prayer in the most important moment. Who does he ask? Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John. Joanna, James, why do you always get to go? Joanna might say. Bartholomew might say, why do they always get to go? But here, finally, the 11. He asks them to come together. And all of them are sent out. But I have no idea what happened to Bartholomew, do you? Where did Simon the Zealot go? Do you know? I don't. And why is Paul, who's not even one of the 11, the one who takes up the bulk of the New Testament? 
Because Jesus is directing this mission. And he has a place for you to go. It might be in the nations like Bartholomew. Or it might be home like the young man. And yet even if he calls you into the nations. It may be that we will never know who you are. But he will. And those you served will know because you pointed them to him. And so if the hope is money and political maneuvering, don't take that direction. It must be Jesus. It must be who he calls. It must be where he calls you. And it must be the role he has for you. And if it's a great role or a small role, either way isn't the point that you get to serve him and know him and be known by him. And you get to be freed from this kind of corrupt God-talking place that will look at people who don't know God and direct them into political maneuvering. You get to be rescued from that, whether at home or abroad. And you get to see the dignity of people like Mary Magdalene and the dignity of people like Bartholomew, whom no one knows but you do. And together, you get to go. Broken? Yes. But your perfection isn't your hope. His perfection is. You're one of the eleven, and it is by the grace of God. Now what? Ask for his direction. He must be the one to direct you. In community, not just by yourself. You may have a desire to go a certain place, but in his providence through the community, that is not the place Jesus has for you. You wait in community actively, and he will direct you. And if he is the one who directs you, who can be against you? It must be a good thing if the one who loves you most in the world knows just the place and just the role for you. Let's pray. Lord, we ask for your mercy. We commit this day to you. We look for your direction. In your name we pray. Amen. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.